0: G'day and welcome to Occupied, your fortnightly podcast for all things occupation and occupational therapy. Uh, This episode, I am super stoked to finally have been able to wrangle John John Rivero uh, into coming and having a chat with me. Uh, I first met John John and his wife Paula when they were in Australia uh, in 2014-ish. He was here giving a keynote at a conference that I was at and... I can still remember almost every detail of that keynote. It had such a big impact on me uh, professionally. So super stoked to be able to have a chat. Uh, You'll also hear a couple of cameos from his his lovely new daughter, Lena. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I had an absolute blast and hopefully we can do it a few more times to come. how are you man i'm good good how are you
1: yeah i'm 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 good man i'm loving uh fatherhood and parenting and uh it's yeah it's been an amazing journey so far
0: (laughs) yeah that must have been a that's that must have been a huge change
1: yes it was uh for the better because it's uh it's it's forced me to um on so many levels just to to look at myself and um really use the time that i have um you know a little bit more wisely
2: <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i think
0: we could all do with that
1: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah what time is it 8:30 there or 8:40
0: it's actually 10:30 i stuffed up the uh the time oh. zones
1: <laughs> shoot <laughs>
0: So, nah, that's all right.
1: Sorry, I hope you haven't been waiting there for two hours. No, <laughs> no. I
0: actually, I didn't realize. I set up at 8.30 and I'm like, I'll just check what time it is in Edmonton. It was like 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, I've stuffed it up. So, I, um, <laughs> I ended up going to bed and had a nap and then just got up a little while ago. Oh, yeah. How's Key Creative going? I just had a quick look at the website. It looks like you've got like a thousand things at once going on. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's going really well, man. And, um, it's, uh, we're, we're growing, we're growing at a steady pace. Like I would say our clientele is growing exponentially. Um, however, we're feeling the growth pains, not, not in a bad way, but more so like a lot of our staff are, um, uh, either having babies or going on maternity leave and that's a little bit tough because you know you have what it's one thing to have you know one or two people go on maternity leave but like if you have like three or four people go on maternity leave that are like almost full-time point eights or whatnot yeah. you know it's and then they have a full caseload and you can't just hire one usually you know we're good if we can hire one or two people but like you have to hire like four people um (laughs) to replace that and uh and it's hard and we're we're never really our growth has been so steady that we've never really hired people for temporary positions yeah yeah we usually interviewed people and hired people for permanent positions and so um yeah so we're behind in hiring (laughs) (laughs) So, we, for the first time in T Creative's uh, existence, we have like a waiting list, um, which is growing daily. <laughs> but it's a good thing to have, you know. Because how many um, how many
0: staff do you have now? Because I think when we so we met four years ago, I think two thousand fourteen, you were out. Yes, yeah. And I yeah. think I think at the time you had maybe four, three other staff other than. Yeah, like I think, yeah. nineteen.
1: Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, and it's uh it's um yeah, it's we've branched out too. Like so at the time we had uh speech therapists, uh, speech language pathologists, OTs, and social worker. Yep. So that's Paula. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a teacher, uh big Mike uh Schwake. Um, he's our technical director. Um, he's also a teacher and a parenting coach, Triple P, actually. <laughs> uh, Triple P coach. <laughs> and then, um, re- now we've got two physical therapists, awesome physical, physical therapists, a human ecologist, um, who did her practicum with us. Yep. And, um, and then we have, um, uh, and she's now our, actually our communications director. So when you add, when you add like, um, um, in our industry here, uh, in Alberta, um, with, that was the first time we learned about human ecology and, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the profession itself, uh, typically, you know, when you look at, um, rehab, you know, you're looking at OT, SLP, PT, um, you know. Um, in 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 the majority, but you know, for our practice, we're such a transdisciplinary team, and the need in rural Alberta is to just be creative and innovative. That uh, we've been able to think outside the box and just go with it. And we hire, of course, we hire based on professional experience and expertise. But I think a lot of times. You know, we can we can lose out on some awesome talent if we're only looking um, to hire based on what their qualifications are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Mike, Michael schwake and, and Deanna Halls are like people who were like, man, they are so awesome. Like, we got to create a role for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got to find a way, right? Which has its challenges because they, they may in private practice, they may not be bringing in, um, you know, the, the billable time. Yeah, yeah, Uh, however, however, it's like, it's the return on investment is to like hopefully make our practice just even better. And it doesn't matter. You know, it wouldn't matter if they brought in billable time. So what, it's, it's always finding that balance, right? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, so I, I, I um, spoke to Megan yesterday morning, Oh, nice! Um, and she mentioned about human ecologists. You had a human ecologist as well, and I still what what is a human ecologist? I still have no idea.
1: Okay, you know I'm still learning myself. I'm gonna do my best to like to to like fit.
0: We won't hold it against I can you do if you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what Deanna's expertise and passion is. Yep. Um, Deanna. Deanna uh, was teaching me that human ecology is being able to um, effectively um, use the ecological systems of a family, like the human ecosystems or the family ecosystems, and the relationship dynamics between um, how one relationship uh, between a family member is intertwined in another uh, web with another family member. Yeah. And the, the, uh, the web altogether, you know, uh, is the ecosystems or the the relationships um, that impact the entire healthy or wellness uh, state of the family. And so <clears throat> it's being able to use different models, maybe even in family systems theory, um, or even just using eco maps, drawing eco maps, um, which are like basically um, looking at relationships that are strained, that are healthy, that are distanced, and seeing that macro kind of like what we do as OTs um, or can do with o- as OTs in looking at the environment, yeah, yeah, the social aspect and the social realm, but but it's like really specifically looking at um, the the ecology or the uh, family as a whole ecological system so as it impacts a person's um well-being their mental health their uh their social the way that they interact socially yeah um and 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 then it's being able to de- make decisions on who is the person that i should be uh, supporting at this time, yet yeah, maybe the child is, of course, the client, but it's looking from human eco- ecology uh, perspective. It's well, our best way of supporting this child is actually to help this person and their family, or yeah, these yeah. people in their family, um, because those relationships are the strongest, or this is the weakest, and if if we're trying to help uh this person thrive, you know, this this other person is really not stepping up to the plate the way that um this person is needing. You yep. know that's that's, Anyways, that's really awesome. A, yeah. That's just a minute I like <laughs> I don't even know if I said it right. Man, that's the outsider's probably... perspective
0: on what it is.
1: <laughs> no, I like it. No, that, that, and I,
0: I think yeah. you're right. Like it does sound like i could see how that would work really well like with ot and i could see how even though it's looking at something completely different like you said like our models probably align side by side quite well i could yes. see it, i could see it being a very that sort of stuff's always fascinated me like how people interact with each other and that effect uh like that sort of flow on effect it has to you know other members of the community or family or or whatever so yeah, that's really, that's awesome. That's the first, I've never heard of the profession. I don't know if we have them in Australia. I'm not sure, but that's, i have to have a look into it.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, I, I uh, it's the first time I had, um, first time I had, I'd heard of human economy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lights up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so tell me about yourself. Things are going yeah, things are going good, man.
0: Things are good, man. I'm uh, working at a uh, university now, so that's
1: awesome.
0: She's uh, and uh, she's awake.
1: Yeah, you know, I just <laughs> I, I don't know. okay. I'm just gonna go see if I could put her back to sleep quickly, yeah, yeah, or if I can just bring her with me while we talk.
0: Yeah, of course, no oh, worries. Cool. Yeah,
1: okay. no worries, man. Hey. Hey brother, serve with that. No, you're right. So let's see how long it lasts. <laughs> she was such a sweetheart sweetheart. Like Paula's in uh New York and uh this is like the first time uh Lena's like staying home home with me for a period of time. And um sometimes in the morning she's like, Where's I mean, I'm 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 sometimes the person who comes in and, and wakes her up and everything, but like she'll look at the spot where Paula sleeps and be like,
2: hmm? well, where's this person? <laughs> I'm
0: missing the other one.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so That's awesome, man. Well, we're so blessed because she just she cried so hard and I went up and then like, honey, it's still sleepy time. He's like, no! I don't want sleepy time. And then I just like put her down and then i'm looking on the monitor she's like she was crying so hard then she just put herself back to sleep she's so sweet <laughs> anyways so let's see how long this lasts <laughs> no that's
0: fine man family comes first yeah
1: <laughs> so anyways where were we
0: um yeah so i'm i'm at a university now so i've gone away from the clinical stuff for a little bit uh
1: yeah oh man they're they're lucky to have you, brother
0: I do what i can, I do what i can it's it's good fun I'm definitely enjoying the the change yeah. um yeah, clinical i just was getting a bit bit burned out, i think so the um the change came at the right time, exactly when I needed it, and I just jumped on it and yeah, been there just on two years now, so yeah enjoy wow. enjoying that
1: amazing, amazing man,
0: yeah. Yeah, so tell me about the podcast. Yeah, so it's something that like I, I considered doing it years and years ago, and I, in one way I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't, but in another way I don't think I was actually ready for it. Originally, I was looking at sort of starting my own private practice, and I'm like, oh, a podcast would be a cool thing to sort of go along with that, you know, talk about you know, whatever I'm doing or whatever I want to promote and that kind of stuff, and I never ended or well, neither of those things ever sort of got any traction or, or, or went anywhere and I just kind of forgot about it and then I was thinking about it sort of middle of last year, maybe a bit before middle of last year. And um I was telling a mate of mine about it, I'm like, you know, it's something I thought about ages ago and I'd already done like tons of research into like what's involved and how to do it and she was just like, So so just do it. Like what's what's the worst that could happen? Just you know dive in so yeah it's kind yeah, of yeah. kind of turned into a bit of a a creative project so learning all about
1: fantastic
0: audio and audio engineering and as well as the the actual conversations that i get to have with people and um yeah That's awesome man spreading those those conversations with other people and you know hearing what they get out of them and and that kind of stuff It's it's been really been really cool
1: right on right on super proud of you man that's awesome
0: yeah it's um it's different but uh like i said like i get to now i mean a lot of these conversations are conversations that i would have had sort of anyway like i i I, I, that's how i learn like i learn by talking to people and so now it gives me an excuse to have more of them which is always a good thing and uh yeah and I can share them with other people, and you know, uh, I've spoken to some really cool people doing really cool things that otherwise people wouldn't really have heard of. You know, it's yeah. people doing all science, all sorts of like cool research and that kind of stuff, and uh, it it feels good being able to sort of promote their work as well, which is which is kind of cool.
1: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's you're changing the world, Brock. <laughs>
0: Do my little, my little steps, little steps and try and to try and encourage other people to do, you know, whatever it, it might not necessarily be podcasting. But, you know, if you want to write a blog or you want to, whatever you want to do, just find something creative. Because I think, I, I, I think OTs, I think that's where I was kind of getting burned out at the time in my clinical job was everything was work and I'd sort of forgotten about creativity yeah yeah and it just kind of yeah it wasn't until that sort of came to an end and you know had to like i changed jobs and then i'm like i need to you know get back into doing something creative so that i you know feel like myself again and just happened just so happened to find something that i've never done before or yeah
1: amazing that's uh, that's a really great man and um yeah. Like ever since I, I mean, when I first met you, I thought, man, this guy is very dynamic. He's a, such a, such an awesome mate first and foremost. You are like one of the nicest people we met in Australia. <laughs> oh, that's very and kind. So, um, you know, it, it was so cool to know that, um, when you told me you were going to first go into academia, because I remember you mentioned Facebook messaging me that. Yeah, yeah. And then also, also, um, that you you did start your your podcast and I mean there's people who talk about it and then there's people who just who say it and then they're gonna do it and you you're doing it obviously I'd never crossed it out in my mind that you wouldn't do it right? <laughs> among other things so it's pretty awesome that we've kept in touch all these years yeah, um, yeah definitely and yeah so thank you I'm honored that uh yeah you've reached out to to chat and and collaborate yeah man. I think yeah um it's it's really awesome
0: (laughs) you were you were always pretty much right from the very start at the top of my list for wanting to have a chat with because man I can still remember like the impact that you had on me as a clinician when you had your keynote and like hanging out with you for those few days in in Noosa um was massive like I think I was at that stage clinically where I was kind of probably getting a little bit disenchanted with the profession itself, Um, a little bit lost. And then to see you come out and you are quite possibly the most dynamic, bubbly person I think I've ever met. I've never been to a (laughs) keynote like yours. I've never been to a keynote with beatboxing and You know, getting the whole crowd up and dancing and as as well as like some really high level sort of content as well. (laughs) And then hearing about Key Creative and going like, this is possibly the most occupation based private practice I've ever heard of. (laughs) <laughs> and that was like that was the the standard for me as soon as I sort of found it, and every time I hear about you know someone else's practice I'm like is this something it's almost like that little brace but like what would John John do something like
1: <laughs> 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 oh you make me blush man <laughs> <laughs> so we, no honestly yeah yeah up, go ahead oh, I was just
0: gonna say so at the time then you were uh, one of the big things you were doing with Key Creative was uh I think it was Young Masters Club, is that what it was called? Or Little Masters yeah, Club. Yeah.
1: Is that still going? Yeah, that. yeah, actually it's we're in our okay, let's see, two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, eighteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, sixteen. We're in our fourteenth year. Oh wow. And um yeah, and, and initially it was started out with like five families. Uh, not even families, five children specifically living with autism spectrum disorder, on the, autism spectrum disorder. And, uh, over, yeah, 14 years, we've, we've served over a thousand, uh, families and, and, uh, it's opened up to, um, just anybody it doesn't, you don't necessarily have, I mean, a lot of people who have autism join. uh, we've garnered, uh, a lot of, um, uh, I guess, uh, support and, and referrals for people who are living with autism, but also just anybody. So you could, you, you could have a diagnosis, you could not, you could be living with trauma, you may not be. Um, you know, we have people who are um, just wanting to participate in a martial art that is inclusive, that is, um, uh, that's not so traditional yet we bring in the traditional aspects when it's appropriate um, to to help someone increase their mental clarity, their self-regulation, um, and just a place to be. Sometimes families just join because it's one of the only places in, in Edmonton where they feel accepted. And to me, it's kind of, it's awesome. Like, I, I'm really happy that we could be that. And it's sad at the same time that, like, families don't feel feel safe in like a YMCA program or can't go to their local pr- library to participate in a story time because they don't feel safe. You know, um, it's just really um, an eye opener to, so then we started thinking, well, this is back uh, three or four years ago. Um, we started doing more programs through o- occupation based and using some of our expertise to just allow kids and families to just to enable their occupation just to participate and feel like they're uh uh, they're successful in the way that they can be successful so we started something called key adventure club and started doing parkour with kids downhill skiing and uh like capoeira are you familiar with capoeira
0: uh i've seen it yeah Uh, it's yeah
1: yeah like brazilian martial yeah yeah it's like it's like like
0: martial art slash dancing kind of
1: yeah like one of our one of our one of our physical therapists um actually a lot of our staff are just so multi-talented just just renaissance people you know like (laughs) polymaths they can do a lot of things right and so the idea around around uh like the taekwondo was just to be like well that is a huge part of my my life like that's part of my spirituality of course is ot um However, I am also, you know, like you mentioned in beatbox. I'm also into like acapella and hip hop. Mm.
2: Um,
1: I I want to honor those parts of me, uh, so I can like fill, fill my cup, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, but, but I'm sure there's going to be people who can, who might also like it. And so at Key Creative, we're just like the types of people to to dream dream something up or have an idea, and then just do it. And it's okay if it doesn't go well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so many adventures don't go well. So, yeah, like, so Taekwondo is still going. But now we have, like, a program called Capoeira, Key Capoeira, Ki Ski. Uh, Megan um, is a figure skater. Um, and, um, you know, w- there's a couple of uh, coaches on our team who are just really into hockey and, and power skating. And so, you know, we do skate adventures. We also, uh, uh, Mike in uh, our uh, on our team is like one of the top 100 Pokemon Go uh, players. (laughs) That's awesome. So we're like, yeah, we're so we're like, how can we combine people's interests into helping our clients learn more and about themselves and and feel successful? So we're gonna be piloting like a geocaching to start geocaching group for uh, teenagers and young adults or, or anybody who wants to join to allow them to use the safely in a safe way, uh, the Edmonton transit and, uh, community services to get around, learn about street stranger safety. Um, we also do a learn to, uh, bike program called key rides with you Two, which is basically a licensed program from one of our local, uh, local physical therapy uh groups called you can ride too and it's basically teach it's a curriculum to help kids who are uh, who don't know how to ride their bike and and not just it doesn't have to be for kids it can be for adults too i guess yeah yeah. um and so you know we do have all these partnerships um, with uh different different local organizations or people within our practice um and encourage them to just dedicate part of their time we call it key creates and innovates or key me um key me is essentially you know how in like your typical employee um, employer uh, role or even yeah you have like um, sick time that you accrue yep, every yep. so what we do is we we will take like the average sick time double it sometimes in, in our situation maybe triple it and we say you don't have to be sick to use this time. Just use this time now so that it is proactive. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, To support our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual selves. So, yeah. So, some of that time is used for um, people to run different adventures. Because everyone's got their caseload. Yep. Um, but then, you know, we will also want to encourage people to to fill their bucket. Which, yep. in turn, will hopefully... Help them with their cases. So, yeah, so the, lots going on. Uh, yeah,
0: that's something I think I've always sort of looked at at Key Creative as a as a whole, and just gone like there doesn't seem to be anything that you guys wouldn't try <laughs> if it's like if it seemed yeah. like a good idea, you're like oh let's have a go and see how it goes. Yeah, um, <laughs> but just the range of, of things like I, I really liked. Because uh, one thing I, I remember from when you guys came out was the the concept of I think it was find you're awesome um, yeah. like everyone has their their own awesome you know something they're really good at, something they really love and i I, I really liked the idea that you guys were almost like leading by example in that you were, that's, that's what, like the same concept went for your staff as it does you know for all the people that you work with. Yes, and I think that was something that at the time, anyway, like I'd, I'd never heard of any anyone who was doing anything even remotely close to to what you guys were doing over there.
1: Oh, that's really cool, man! I uh, thank you for for sharing that. Um, and and honestly, it's uh, it it's great to have an amazing team, um, that allows us to feel safe and create that culture of. Um, of authenticity and and um, be allowed to just be you. you
2: yeah, know?
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Um, it's it's such a such a cool time, you know. And at the same time, I'll tell you, man, it's it's uh, as in any business, you know. It's like I didn't go to school for business, you know. Yeah, like, that's not my background. But I I get people, you know. That's that's one of my strengths. Yeah, yeah. Paula Paula uh, went to school for business and uh you know became a financial planner and um then later became uh got her master's in social work and and but when we both decided you know this is something we want to do like we're we're going to commit we both left our uh she left her financial planning practice I left an amazing organization that allowed me to to be creative you know to 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 start key creative in a in a full way yep. um, we asked ourselves you know what what kind of impact do we want to make and um, based on the impact that we wanted to make there was a lot of per- personal development um, things that we needed to look at so one was our relationship and I mean that's ongoing we yeah, still yeah. have our psychologists and our <laughs> our counseling sessions that you know sometimes we don't make enough time for um, but the, a lot of it was just honoring um, honoring who we who we are as people and as a Of course, we know that we're more than just our physical being. We have to look at all the other aspects, and some of those things were really scary to for me to look at because it's um, uh, it's it, it wasn't something that I uh, did normally prior to that. You know, I I, I lied to myself a lot. And um, you know, or just just would just would ignore certain parts of myself that I needed to look at. Uh, one was like anger management. Like you know, I uh, one of the reasons why martial arts is such a good thing for me, I think, when I realized is because it helped me manage a lot of my emotions. And um, I needed to I needed to be honest and upfront with that and I'd be like why why do I why did I just block at Paula like that you know like why did I react that way yep and it came down to it you know I, it's like yeah i mean i experienced a lot of things growing up with the father with uh, with the disability I get, you know a father the brain tumor who also wasn't necessarily modeling good self regulation <laughs> in our home right and so you know there was those things and and then also um um me not necessarily um, looking at, honestly, not looking at the best interest of um, sometimes sometimes clients, you know, it'll be honest, you know, just doing things in a way that would shortcut, you know, best practice, you know, um, lack of documentation sometimes, just seeing as many clients as possible. And so Paula was like one of the best, like one of the best guiders and and teachers for me, uh, and continues to do that because she never lies to me. She will always tell me the truth, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's, it's hard. Nice, yeah, but it's, yeah. But like honestly, one of the one of the reasons why he created uh, has grown so much, uh, of course, is um, because the two of us have been able to. Be be better at looking at what what needs to be done. You know, like if it, I'm sure if if we knew what was ahead of us at the time, I probably wouldn't have been emotionally stable enough, or or mentally strong enough, or spiritually, you know, secure enough to be like, okay, it's there's going to be this much work. Okay, let's do it. Right, but I probably would have looked at it and been like, "Okay, I don't know if this—if we should be doing this right now." You know, this is this is too much, you know. (laughs) But but you know, doing it—it's—it's allowed us to be able to attract um, amazing clinicians and and people who really want to to use their awesome to to change the world. You know, we've got a long way to go in terms of like. Living our brand more and more, like living our authentic selves, um, in order to model that for clients on the spectrum, clients who just don't fit in, clients who don't have a diagnosis but are just, you know, are 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 living with challenges because we all face challenges. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, and and essentially that's that's why we have a job. It's <laughs> because <laughs> our job won't be done until. You know, until until we until nobody has challenges, <laughs> so it's like we could really help anybody. Yeah, you know, uh, but we, in order to help anybody, the saying goes, we need to help ourselves. So
0: yeah, for sure. So that what you've just said is something that I like. I'm really passionate about OTs being really self-reflective and kind of knowing what they're bringing to the table, good and bad in any situation. Cause I think it can have a big impact on the people that, you know, we're working with. And it's something that I was talking with, I spoke with Megan yesterday about um, the fact that I think that a lot of OTs, a lot of good OTs, if they have that really good, uh, I guess safe place that they can be self-reflective and really, like you said, be honest with themselves. If they've you know been through some shit, then and they they can come out the other side with some kind of learning from it. It I feel like that makes for better therapists. Would you agree?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like like, I I was going. I I believe that like. um failure is part of success. Like to be successful, you have to fail because if you don't fail, you don't grow. Yep. You know, if you don't, if everything goes well, yeah, you can learn, oh yeah, this. let's continue doing that. But usually there's always a better way of doing things and a, always a better way of, of expressing your awesome. So, so really to be successful, I think is failing. Success is failure. And, and, I mean it in the sense that like if you, if you fail and you stop, you know, that's okay too. As long as you, success is learning. I think success is learning, but if you don't learn that's failure, that's true failure, you know, like whatever. I think uh, I'm a, I'm a Tony Robbins fan. (laughs) I I've been listening a lot to Tony Robbins the last, you know, 15 years. And, and I got, had a chance to see him, um, in in January in Edmonton at an Edmonton um uh power of success program uh, and he was the keynote and it was just amazing to see him live um but i i i really believe what he says and it's really an echo of what people have said for millennia right and and su- happiness and success is growth right it's like when you are growing that's when we're the most happy and that's when we're most successful. And when we think of like when we've grown the most and when I've grown the most is when I have screwed up terribly and been like, okay, it sucks that I screwed up. And what, what can I do now? You know, I can choose to be like, man, that's it. I throw in the towel. Um, or I can be like, You know, let's, let's look at what happened, (laughs) What what is one thing that I can change now or what is one action I can take, right? But it takes, it takes that guts, that grit, that like courage to just be like, okay, let's see what actually happened. Why did it happen that way? And be truthful. Like I messed up and it's okay because right now is a new second. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to move forward. I think
0: I think a lot of a lot of people get stuck in that sort of negative loop like if I like I stuffed up something went wrong or even if they're not willing to admit that they stuffed up something went wrong and if I try and fix it or I try and you know step back into that space it's going to go wrong again because you know I don't know how why it went wrong in the first place because they're just not being honest enough with themselves to kind of realize that even yep. even if even if for the ninety percent of it wasn't nothing to do with them, there's ten percent that they might be able to work on, and for th- sure, man, that takes. I, I think that's actually the harder bit than fixing something is actually recognizing that you may have had some part in it going wrong in the first place, and that's that's the learning part.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know for sure, man. Absolutely, that yeah, that learning part is, you know, it's so important. And uh, I think it's also a need though. It's also a need for us to be able to grow and, and uh, redefine, reframe it as a learning situation. um, When we can do that wholeheartedly and actually have grace on ourselves, like forgive ourselves. And, you know, that's when I think like, oh, okay, it's all good. It's all good. We can grow from this. And No matter how embarrassing, you know, Brock, I'll tell you, man, like when you met me, this was 2014. Yep. I had just been, I had like four years earlier. I, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest with you. I, I made a huge mistake in my practice and it was at a time, you know, when everything was crashing down, like, um, I, I was just doing, I was making shortcuts. I was trying to, like I said, I, I alluded to it earlier in our conversation, just cutting corners and and trying to speed the process up of helping families, but I'm not following best practice. And all of those things uh, add up. And 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 then I was also, you know, uh, just, I had the biggest caseload. I was doing like 16, 18 hour days, you know, on the road. Um, and, and the feedback from clients was like, man, you're so awesome. Right. So like they had never really seen the stuff that I was doing, thinking outside the box, making animated videos, all of those things to help like kids. Right. But I wasn't thinking straight. I, I was thinking creatively. I was thinking like an artist, Yeah. but I wasn't like necessarily the most professional and I might have appeared a professional, like, just, like, wearing nice suits and, like, and your bow, ties. bow ties and, like, hats <laughs> and, yeah. And was, oh, man, I tell you, I ripped so many pants in my day, Just like, doing these roundhouse kicks in my suit pants. <laughs> 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 I needed reinforcers. I needed reinforcers. Like, stretchy backs. Like, now they come up with the Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I got to tell you about it. So, one day, man, I... I um, I scheduled a, a visit really late with a client and uh, the previous night I slept on someone's grass. Like I slept on their um, front step. And this is in rural Alberta, like in, in, in the bush in a way, uh, people's cottages and, um, and I brought a tent. And so if you can imagine this like traveling therapist going from home to school, to home, to school, to another home, all from like six AM or five AM in one part of Alberta, end up in the other part of Alberta, in another part of Alberta, east to west, um by, you know, by ten PM and still doing a visit. You can imagine uh maybe someone who is in, in, in our world be like in, in North America be like, oh man, that guy's getting
2: it. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: grinder. That hustle mentality. Yeah, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He's doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like by the end, by like by that 10 p.m. visit, uh, I'm like I'm exhausted. You know, like I was in great shape. Don't get me wrong. But like mentally, I was not fully there. And long story short, there's this client that really loved cars, and this client. Um, I had a fancy car at the time. I, I had a Subaru WRX STI. It's uh, one of those yeah, old, yeah. Um, blue, you know, yep. one of those rally cars. racing cars. Yeah. And I, I loved that car. Right. And this client's mom and dad wanted this client to be able to, um, you know, just just really get get back into the essence of, of wanting to go to school. And I, they thought I was going to be a really good fit. And I think I would have been a good fit if I was a little bit more (laughs) with it and a little bit less less, you know, impulsive and and my executive functioning. i just how do I how do I say it? My executive functioning was impaired. You know, lack of sleep, just not being there. Anyways, I ended up driving um, with this client, um, almost forgetting that this he was a minor and he was my client um and driving fast on the highway yeah trying to impress him and thinking yeah this is the way to to build rapport with the client anyways um went back and we started talking about school and and the client's like yeah you know what i am gonna go to school because i do want to become like a uh, i want to get involved with with cars eventually and and i need to um you know find at least my grade 11 and grade 12 year as as the the next steps to do that yep and so i go back you know i go home sleep for like 24 hours wake up and i'm like oh man what a crazy week and then i remember like man that was just too intense like why did I do those many days and I'm like having my coffee then I get a call from the client's mom and it's like do you want to tell me something I'm like uh we still have our visit for tomorrow and she's like no did you speed with my and I'm like oh yes I did oh my goodness yes I did oh my goodness yes I'm so sorry and I, you know, like I, with, everything went numb for a second. Yeah, yeah, and everything was like, just the world just stopped. My heart stopped, and I'm like, oh no, yes, I did, right? And, anyways, there's a lot of stuff I was saying to the to the client that just was not appropriate. Um, and in, in, in many ways, I I look back and man, if I was that parent, I would have been like, and I was in the car, would have been like, who the heck? Is this kid like yeah, a kid? Yeah. You know, like this isn't not a professional. Yep. And anyways, I um, I apologized to the client and I said, "This isn't normally like me. Like, I I am sorry." And then I'm gonna say, "Like, I didn't sleep very much," and I'm like, "That's a problem in and of itself." <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So this client, the the family was rightfully so, like just out to get me yeah. like and I I don't I don't it was honestly Brock the best thing that ever happened to me but the worst thing to happen to me as a professional they called the college and there's a co- formal complaints about professional conduct and I immediately called my lawyer and I uh, was like okay this has happened they're like okay just calm down just write down everything you re- you can remember And come, just you know, I I I I decided, you know what? Okay, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? And then I'm like, I could not work as an OT, right? Or I could go to jail. (laughs) That's the other thing I was thinking. Yeah. Is can I? So I started calling my friends who are like lawyers, and they're like, I don't think it's criminal you know, uh, for you to go to jail, but you, you know, it's, you could probably, you're probably going to lose your license if, if it was like serious enough. And yeah. so I'm like freaking out, Brock. Yeah, I'm I'm like, bet. oh my gosh, like, and, and how did I get here? I'm thinking, how did I get here? And it forced me to look at like my behavior, not just, not just like the speeding, but it was like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of things that were not taking care of myself. I wasn't practicing when I preached. like I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't, you know, um, really looking at my emotional needs. I, I was just looking at trying to see as many clients as possible and help them in the fastest way. And so that night, you know the hardest thing was to tell Paula this. You know, and it was so hard because, you know, just to see that she was supportive and loving and she's unconditionally supportive, but was like, John, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, "I, I don't know. You know, I'm like, I have no idea. And so I wrote, I wrote down, this is when I'm like, okay, I can, I can decide to just let like succumb to this. And whatever will happen will happen. I'll come clean to the college, tell them exactly everything that happened, you know, do whatever they say if they allow me to continue to practice. Um, but I need to look at other things in my life that are, how did I get here, right? Yeah. Um, but then I wrote 10 things I can do other than OT to make a living or with keep creative I wrote down one, be a martial arts master. <laughs> so then i'm like well i always wanted to be a martial arts master like okay shoot that's not helping number two (laughs) like number two um i could be a professional speaker i'm like i could be i can continue to do more speaking because i was already a professional speaker but i'm like i can do that more full-time i'm like okay i can be (laughs) i'm like seriously wrote this professional beatboxer question mark and i'm like oh i'm gonna have to up my game a hundred times okay let's keep writing (laughs) And so I had this list, and by the end of of of, of that uh, reflection, I'm like, it sucks right now, but I have I have to dig deeper to like make any of these things happen. And whatever happens, it's I believe it's because I got myself into it, and there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason why. Um, and so failure. I tell you what, man, because of that situation. It forced us, it forced me to look at my life, number one thing, the areas I needed to clean up, my relationships, my communication style, lying, not being truthful with myself, with others, um, the, the, the shortcuts that I was trying to create. And Paula and I, uh, with the help of, our, support of our staff, you know, we're able to create amazing systems to prevent those things from happening. Brock, one, one of the most humiliating, but empowering things that happened was coach Bronwyn had just joined um, one of our awesome OTs. had just joined a week before this incident and I had to go to coach Bronwyn and be like, Bronwyn, I'm under unprofessional conduct. And I had to tell the whole staff at retreat that year. I'm like, guys, I have something to tell you and I'm really sorry. And I understand if you want to leave, keep creative right now. Your CEO and founder is (laughs) under investigation for unprofessional conduct. And I like broke down a bit and they all get hugged and they're like, Hey, we're here for you. And that's when I realized, man, keep creative is an amazing thing. It's beyond me. It's beyond all I it is it is its own force of awesome, you know? Anyways, I can talk for days. <laughs> yeah, that's. But I, I wanted to share that, and I don't think I've publicly shared it until now. Like, uh, I'm no longer under investigation. Yeah. <laughs> Although now people are might might be like <laughs> wanting to investigate <laughs> me more, and I say bring it on because because we we've grown so much, and you know no one's perfect in this world, and uh, it just uh, I wanted to share it because it's it's also part of my my healing for it for it. Yep. And I want people to know it's it's people are gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes. It's part of failure. It's just what do we do now, you know, to support our support your growth.
0: But that's it. And I I think like being able to like you were, be really honest and, you know, admit this is you know, I did this, this happened where to from here rather than like you said you, you could have just got bogged down in in what happened and but you you chose to i guess find that light and that learning from a situation that you know it, it would have sucked it, and and it could have it could have gone yeah. really really bad or it could have gone like how it went but at that point in time there's no way of telling which way it's going to go so you know you, you choose yeah. you choose even in that sort of i guess haze of uncertainty you choose to find the the positives in it. you choose to find the learnings and that's that's how people grow that's how people learn
1: yeah absolutely yeah use it use whatever happens this is the thing sorry this is this is the the quote that tony i was going to say from tony robbins is oh, something that he's helped me remember it's like whatever happens use it and that's a concept that you know whatever happens use it uh that unprofessional conduct or that situation that incident you know we're gonna scrub daily it's just just use it use it to help us get better and everything you know
0: yeah yeah but that's awesome
1: um i uh i have to get to my daughter no no that's fine (laughs) that's fine
0: not a problem Uh, at all but
1: uh if you want to keep the conversation going at another time, you know I'd love to whether on or off the air you know i'm I'm so into it uh, as you can see um I love to chat
0: <laughs> yeah oh I man I'm always open to to having a chat what your website is if people wanted to find out more about key creative or you or like where they can find you online and that kind of stuff
1: yeah sure if you if you want to check out key creative, you can go to um keycreative.com q i c r e a t i v e.com um also uh, if you want to check out our book my name is trauma there's free uh videos on there on, of of me narrating and animating the book m i n a m i e sorry i s t r a u m a.com my name is trauma.com uh, our public project it's b a l i k b a y a n Project, P-R-O-J-E-C-T dot com for our work, working with uh, uh, traumatized youth and, and street children in the Philippines. And then uh, the last thing I want to promote, uh, I'm just launching um, my speaking page. Uh, finally, have a separate page for that. And uh, in about a month or so, it's going to be John John Rivero, J-O-N-J-O-N-R-I-V-E-R-O dot com.
0: My copy of My Name is Trauma is Still Pride of Place in my office on my bookshelf, just above my desk. Love, love that you, book. Bro. Amazing, you, amazing resource for any sort of therapist, especially if you're, you're working with uh, like youngins and, and children who've experienced trauma. Brilliant book. Definitely check that out. I don't even work in that area and I still love that book. Bless you, man. Not a problem. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for the chat, man. And uh, say hi to Paula for me. And yeah, go, do. go and look after your daughter.
1: Thank you so much. Peace and love. God bless. Love you, bro. Take care.